episode four of Proper Nerds Podcast. Today I am joined by Proper Nerds Luna. Hi. Not to be confused with Loina. Hi. And <laughs> guest from this past Monday's Revs Flavor, Akila. Hello. So, very happy to have you all here today on this fine, rainy, dreary, cold, and miserable um, Friday afternoon. Um, I know that Akita, uh, I'm sorry, I know that Luna lives a few hours away from me, so I'm imagining the weather's pretty crap there, too. Um, I'd have to go outside to know that. And you have not yet done that at all today? No. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I know, it, I know it's chilly. Yeah. Someone opened the door here earlier and I went, ooh, close that, but that's about the extent of my knowledge of what it's like outside today. And Loina lives in Great Britain, so we just assume the weather shit there? I would check. Fair. Oh, wait, no, but I, it's dark. It's dark. And Akila lives, like, in the Pacific yeah. Northwest, so it's always rainy there. Uh, I don't actually think it's rainy today. It did rain yesterday, though. Is it at least cold and miserable? Can you just go along with us and say it's cold yeah, and miserable? Sure. Yeah, sure. It's cold and miserable, but when it's cold and miserable every day... <laughs> It's really never cold and miserable because you're used to it. <laughs> is it is living is living in the Pacific Northwest kind of like living in Alaska where you have seventy two different words for rain? No, you know, usually we just say rain. But Imagine also, we could use the proper word for things. We don't use rain boots, just FYI for those of you that think that rain boots are super cool in Seattle. You will totally scream tourist if you wear rain boots. Just... Oh. Mm. Is that you can I wear it for fashion, seen... but we don't actually wear them for rain, ever. I haven't seen no. wellies in forever. Wellies? You haven't seen what? Yeah, wellies. That's what they call oh, rain boots. Yeah. Thank so you, Luna. That's, that's my immediate go-to for rain boots, is wellies. Wellies? I, I, yeah. I, I've, I've never, wellies on. never heard the term put, wellies before in my life. Really? You put your foot in your wellies. Because <sighs> they're would... Wellington boots. I, yeah, that's, oh, that's weird. I know what a Wellington boot is. That's that's true. Now, there is a very good reason why I brought up the dreary, dark, and gray weather. And let's hop into this. So, um, Luna, I'm assuming you have the link and you can put it in Twitch chat for me, just so any of our uh, viewers can follow along. Yeah, I absolutely can do that. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Um yeah. Luna brought up to my attention earlier today that there uh, there is a game being developed based on the Call of Cthulhu series. Now, I'm a reader, so I enjoy the Lovecraftian horror, and um, I am a gamer, so I have loved playing games like Call of Cthulhu and those various games. One of my favorite board games is, um, oh my god, um, pass, never mind. You're, you're, you have well, to, when are you, what, what are you thinking about? What are you thinking about? There's this, it's, a, it's it. a board game and you have to like, you go into this haunted mansion and as your guys explore, you build the mansion as you go by playing room tiles. And oh, then after a certain oh. point, you, um, I, I have played this too. It was, and it was in my I head can't... like five minutes ago. This is, I know there's someone, I guarantee, I promise you right now, there's someone in this chat that knows exactly betrayal at house on the hill. Thank you. Yes. I knew it. There was someone who knew it. Dr. Von Smith. No, it was Betrayal at House on the Hill. Yeah. That is it. Dr. Von Smith is the hero of the minute. Hero. Um, <laughs> and if you've never played that board game and you like board games at all, it's amazing. But 
So this article um, brings up the question, can you take that real sense of not just gothic horror, okay? Because I think gothic horror has been done well in video games, but not just gothic horror, but alien cosmic horror. Like cosmic horror beyond a level that the human brain can comprehend. And can that actually ever translate into a video game? Um, or is it simply beyond the scope of video games in the sense that it works in literature because it's all inside your head? Whereas with a video game, it's you're limited to the pixels and, and so on and stuff on the screen. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I think that you described it really well. Um, that's basically exactly what I would have said. So let's let's go around. Uh, let's go around the wheel here. We'll start with Luna. And um, I'd like to hear your thoughts on... on First of all, can a game like that even oh, work? Can you have a game of ultimate cosmic horror? <sighs> okay, so I want to say yes, but I, I don't... I actually don't know if that's true, if only because I don't know how I would go about creating a game like that. So I put two links into the Twitch chat. I put the first one, which is, can Call of Cthulhu ever be a good video game? And then the second one, which is the one that actually showcases the trailer and talks a little bit about it. Um... I think that the call of the one that's uh, can Call of Cthulhu be a good video game? It's a really good read because the the author of it mentions a lot of issues that I have. So there's been Cthulhu games in the past. Um, the the problem with it is that you can't win. Like like you need to design a game where you can win without winning. If that makes sense, like you win in the game sense, but you don't win in the story sense. Because the whole right. point of Cthulhu is that he is the elder one. He's the he's literally a god, basically. You can't kill him. The whole point of of it is, as the author of that article states, is preventing the apocalypse for another couple days. Mm -hmm. That's the point. It, you need to be able to provide that sense of impending doom, that sense of powerlessness of of horror and and fear and i think that they're t that they're on the right path because they talk about things like managing a sanity level um there's another board game called arkham horror which is what i immediately go to when i think of lovecraftian board games it's my favorite board game ever and it's, it's sort of that idea of like you're managing your sanity and your health and and all of this you can't beat a god that's right. the point so it, they need to figure out a way to make it so that you can win without truly winning. It, it's more about it needs to be more about survival than saving the world, if that makes sense. Okay, um, Loina, do do you have any uh, counter points yeah. to that? You, you, uh, I, I so, saw you were kind of like biting your lip at one point. Yeah, like, you're mm. like ah. <laughs> so so the reason for that was you mentioned a sanity meter. Can you think of the last game that did that well? Amnesia. Yes. It, it feels very much like they've gone, this is what Amnesia did, now let's put ugly, bugly tentacle monster in it. And so I have a very outsider's perspective to Cthulhu, or really H.P. Lovecraft. As an outsider, I kind of love the artwork that comes from it and the sort of very dripping, very... Um, disgusting style of Dripping. story. <laughs> that makes me moist. 
but <laughs> but um you know I've, i feel like i've sort of brushed with hp lovecraft in stuff like uh the secret world and i do really love his style and i love this idea that you would that there'd be a horror game in which no matter how hard you try you're only going to win some measure of the way it's sort of the best way i've seen it done currently is the deus ex prequels in which you sort of win that battle for now but you know you go you go into knowing that in deus ex 1 everything you've done doesn't matter because it all just starts over so like in deus ex human revolution you start you 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 sort of win that battle but you know that the no matter what you do, the Illuminati wins in Deus Ex, and then you whatever happens then goes on. You go on to do the events of Deus Ex, and I think you can do that. You can definitely have a game in which you don't win, and it's it's a very yeah. enjoyable prospect. But it requires a much mature audience. Yeah, see, I definitely agree with that. I think that here's here's the thing: is that like people. I, I, I have this. Is watching. Oh, <laughs> I have this deep love of like indie games with weird and different mechanics that explore weird and well, different can topics. I, can I stop you oh, for no, a second? Because yeah. I, I was going to go into that, but I want to get Akila's thought on. Let me just bring it back to: Can we just again to bring up the topic? Can you have a game that encapsulates this idea of insanity? And a, a cosmic horror that is so mind-bending that the human mind can't comprehend it. I I mean, I sort of agree a lot with what Luna's points were earlier. Like, that's that's really hard to do because you have to make a game that you can win without winning. Um, especially, like, if you go back to the actual, like, you know, the novels and stuff written about the same type of genre. Um, a lot of those novels, they end poorly. Like, they end really badly. Mm -hmm. People die, and the, the their main character dies. You know, they go mm -hmm. crazy. Like, really bad shit happens. And how are you supposed to put that in a video game and, like, effectively make the main character, like, go crazy and or die and make people still feel like that, you know, and oh, I won something, and I didn't just waste, like, all my time in this game. Stereotypically, ga video games that have done that, where have said, congratulations, you won, your character is dead, have <laughs> not fared well. Like, financially, right, yeah. they have not fared well. Well, people don't want their characters to die. Mm -hmm. I mean, the most obvious... Typically speaking. The most <laughs> obvious one that comes to mind right off the bat is Mass Effect 3. Everyone's like... Yeah. Everyone hated that ending. And, it, and, and there was even a lot of people that even said, like, I was kind of okay with the idea of, of Shepard dying, but not that, like, not this way. Not like this. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So... Um, I'm going to say my thing, and then I want to bring up something that was just said in Twitch chat, which is really great. So I feel like you cannot, I feel like you cannot perfectly, you cannot actually encapsulate the theme of Lovecraftian horror. You cannot encapsulate that horror in um, a movie or a video game, because what you're doing is you're presenting to someone your vision of what that horror is. And as soon as you do that, you're taking away um, you're taking away the agency from the person playing. When it's a book, it's all in their head. They're they are right. creating that world. Um, and I feel like, unfortunately, that's just going to be a limitation for movies, TV shows, 
and video games. Um, I think that there are some games that have done that really... I'm not big on horror games, so I haven't played Insanity. I haven't played The Park. I haven't played a lot of these horror games. But I've seen, Fair like, enough. the Slender Man game. I've, you know, I've oh, seen enough of it to know... garbage horror. I, I've seen enough to know how that works. And um, I love, love, love the game Darkest Dungeon, which has a heavy Lovecraftian influence on it. Mm-hmm. But one of my big problems with it is the characters have an insanity meter. Yeah. And it is yeah. just a, basically a second health bar. It really doesn't yeah. have any... Yeah, impact. yeah. Now, what Dr. Von Smith said in Twitch chat that was amazing, uh, he said um, he would like to see something like more meta-horror slash sanity mechanics, like Eternal Darkness, where it would turn off your TV or it would mess with the volume. It would make you actually wonder, as the player, what is going on. It's a lot less doable in the age of spoilers in the internet. But um, I, I think that'd really be the only way to do it, is have your 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 screen start to shrink as your insanity goes up, or have the it darken, or have, uh, you know, things like that. Or uh, another example is, if you ever played uh, Metal Gear Solid, there's one boss that the only way you can beat him is by unplugging your controller and then plugging it into um, the second yeah. slot. Yeah, that's and, cool. You know, like if they worked in some weird mechanics like that, that might be really interesting. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm even thinking so, of something like as simple as like if you've ever played Ark, when your character's health gets really low or if you get like tranked or something like your whole screen like shrinks down and you can barely like see what's going on your character's breathing yeah. gets all weird and it's it's just like really hard to like what the fuck is going on yeah so even even just something like simple like that if they could find a way to bring that into the game as well i think that would help i think we're, we're I... definitely all in agreement that having just having an insanity meter that if it fills up the game you lose I, yeah I... Yeah, like it empty. needs to be done properly, yeah. right? And but the thing is, like the insanity thing really needs to be incorporated because I mean, if if you consider, well, when you think of a book, right, like a, like a novel or or even like short stories, all of them have themes, right? And one of the big main themes of like Cthulhu itself is psychosis. It's the idea that this monster, this god of sorts, is so... You you literally cannot understand how powerful this is. Mm-hmm. Your mind literally cannot wrap around how powerful this is. And that drives them into madness. Right. So, I mean, I think that... Because of what they want to do is that they want to make it sort of a, a detective y game with stealth elements and sort of uncovering things and working it like a case almost on top of everything else. I think that it, it could be really good if they don't do an insanity meter but they find some way to incorporate the psychosis slowly, even if it's only into the story. Mm-hmm. I think that that would be good. Like maybe some yeah. gameplay mechanics change as the story goes on and your character uncovers more and more and more things and has their own sort of descent into madness. Even if you change 
how things are viewed by your character in the world or whatever. Like small things like that could make a world of difference. Dr. Von Smith again said it'd be possible to simulate in-game sanity loss by adding in-game hallucination enemies that don't exist. Having NPCs say things that aren't true or you're unable to understand them. Manipulating level layout and visuals. Um, All very interesting points. Go ahead, Akila. I'm sorry. I stepped on you. I was actually just going to point out that exact same thing. Like that's, I think that'd be a really good way to do that as well. Especially uh, with the hallucinations, like that—that that would be pretty cool to think that, like, think that you have some NPC telling you that this is where you're supposed to go, and this is what they saw, like, you know, in a murder investigation, right? And then you go there, and it's—it's it's actually like totally not what happened because you're seeing this person that's not actually real. So all the facts you just got told are totally incorrect. So your character's like slowly going crazy and trying to like sort out shit, yeah, and sort out like what's real, what's not real, you know. But let me bring up a point to that though. And again, this is where I say there's diff- it's difficult to balance this sort of psychological horror into a video game. Because ultimately, anyone that's making a video game is making a video game not as a work of art, but as a it's a, it's a business. They want to try to sell the video game and they want it to make money. They're, no one's going to dump $20 million into creating a video game that 150 people play. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So you have to also think to yourself well how do we balance out if we put in one npc that if they get to this level of insanity this npc appears and starts giving them false information and then someone wastes two hours trying to figure that out what are the odds that they're going to put their throw their controller against the wall go to the internet and just blast the game and ruin sales so i i want to raise two points here and one of these is more um is more relevant than the other. So, Luna, you remember in L.A. Noir where the Black Dahlia cases, because we were talking about this yesterday, mm-hmm. in the homicide, there was an entire desk or office, whatever, um, where you are solving like a series of eight cases, and yep. they're all the same. All the same. You go there, you find a murdered woman. She's, you know, been attacked in ways I won't describe, whatever. And she's bloody beaten, etc. And yeah. you go around, and 99% of the time, you arrest the husband. Because, of course, you do. This is the 50s. Yeah, because, of course, you do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then you get to the eighth case, and someone kind of goes, hang on a minute. We've been getting the wrong people. And then you go on this really long, construed case to go get the right guy. And I did this on stream, and I had to sort of stealth uh, find the answers to it because I couldn't be asked doing it myself. Yeah. Spoiler. And yeah. <laughs> you get there and it's like, yeah, by the way, we're not going to tell anyone about this. It's like, okay. And then you go up to Vice and then you move on. It's nothing. It's, that, that to me is a way of doing it terribly because there really is no reason not to skip homicide. There's no extra story. There's nothing good about those cases. And I think that that's how you do um, being wrong about something, which can also be compared to hallucinations and whatnot, um, wrong. Yeah. The idea that the level might start freaking the fuck out and you might start going insane is a really cool one. It just requires a lot of creativity to make it. And yeah. the idea that you can't win this game has been done before. I'd like to point out Red Dead Redemption and Halo Reach. 
in which two big AAA games did this, and they've done it well. Yeah, I mean, you won't hear me agree with you on the Reach front, but Red Dead Redemption <laughs> is one of my favorite games. Um, Reach was so good. That game is beautifully crafted. It is just it's it's excellently crafted. Um, now, uh, now I'm thinking though, on the topic of like wanting to appeal to enough people to make money off of your game, which is I think what you were getting at there, Rev. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I think that. I'm gonna I'm gonna drag I'm gonna drag Kickstarter into this quickly and I'm gonna gloss over it, but I, I think it's relevant. I, I think that a lot of people put too little stock into niche markets. I think that people want games that are different and innovative and interesting. And sure, they might not hit that mass AAA market, but I absolutely think that they would hit enough people to justify it it's simply a matter of having faith in your consumers and like like i was saying i have a huge 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 soft spot for these little niche titles that do interesting things and have interesting and different mechanics and they might not hit the mark all the time but i really 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 like seeing innovation and most of that innovation comes in the form of these small little indie games and I wish that like AAA publishers would realize that you can hit a big enough market well, to do cool and different things. But any, anyone who's watched my stream or watched previous podcasts or watched episode four of my podcast knows I say that the best game to come out in 2016, the game that I enjoyed the most, I didn't even spend the most time on it, but I definitely enjoyed the most was Turmoil by Gamius Games. They're a small, like, 10-man company out of the Netherlands. They're, it's an amazing game. They put out amazing... I don't I don't even like calling them indie, because they are... I mean, they're they're larger. They're just not a AAA company. It's like a 10-man company, and they hire yeah. out and farm out a lot of work. They're a small game development company, and everything I've played by them, I love. Even a game I played and I tried for, like, half an hour and I didn't like... I went back and tried six months later, and I was like, "Oh, I love it now. I I, I like this now." You know it, and and there's definitely that market for those games. But here's the here's the problem with those games: if you are putting out a game and you have to choose, well, do we want to try to get you know a negative ten to thirty percent return on our investment? Or do we want to just pump out another piece of shit Call of Duty game that everyone's going to buy and will make $10 million on? And that's, that's why you don't get these games from anything but the small developers. Um, yep. So yep. I, I'd like to raise a point Jim Sterling made. Oh, about please. That. Please. <laughs> about the god himself. Oh, yes. About the past the sources. <laughs> about how different people are going to want different things. There's a comparison to Pasta Sauce in here that I'm not going to make, but uh, no one wants just a, a, a first-person shooter. There, there are people who won't buy a first-person shooter, no matter how good it is. Yeah. There are people who won't buy open-world games, no matter how good it is. You need to address each market accurately, and, you know, sparingly enough, that everyone gets what they need 
of what they want rather and you know then then you get a whole lot more enjoyment out of and sales you you're yeah. not trying to make that one big game you're trying to make lots of medium games yeah but here's here's the problem with that though you don't need to appeal to everyone and here is where i think that these companies go really 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 fucking wrong you don't need to appeal to everyone i yes. would much much more like it if these developers and and all of that if they started making games for themselves and not for their consumers if that makes sense like keep your consumer in mind sure but i would love it love it if more developers just made games for themselves because i think that you can tell the difference between a game that's made to sell and a game that's made that the developer is proud of and likes themselves i think that you can tell the difference in how it's crafted in how passionate they were about whatever it was that they do and it's i just wish that they had more leeway with which to do that but they don't because that doesn't make the money and then the publishers don't want to jump on board and it's frustrating True. because it's the consumers that lose in that regard it's the consumers that lose out on the games that are perfectly crafted and that these developers can be proud of um i so, I, I well, hold on i'm gonna toss to Aquila because i've seen her go about five okay. times now and I, i'm just <laughs> gonna lose her point go ahead Aquila. do it oh it's I mean, I, I get what you mean about game developers developing things for themselves, but um, from the perspective of, like, I have a bunch of friends that actually, they do that for a living, and it's it's really expensive to work on a game. Um, yeah. It's it's a lot of work on your own, especially if you're doing an indie game, trying to trying to make something yourself, and when you don't, if you if you make it too much like how you would like it to be, like like you were saying, like, at the end of your point, like, it's really hard to get people to buy those games, and then you've you've spent a bunch of your own personal time and probably money trying to get this game set up the way that you really like it, and nobody will buy it. So yeah. you know, then you know, you're kind yeah. of like SOL at that point. So yeah, and that's that's where I'm that's where I'm like and this this is why I mentioned like publishers and such like they don't want to get on board with these more niche markets. Um, I, I I often come back when I think of indie games that were excellently crafted, I, I often come back to things like um, Ether One, which is a walking simulator. It's absolutely a walking simulator with small little puzzles that are completely optional in the world. And it explored a theme of um, dementia and Alzheimer's, how it affects the human mind. And you are literally, the whole game is you going through and trying to piece together memories from someone who has Alzheimer's and it was an interesting take. It was heartfelt. It was well-researched and it was pretty indie and it was, it was just excellent. And it's, it's these games that I would like to see more publishers and stuff jumping on to help because it's just so well-crafted and you can tell that they actually give a shit about their game and not just about like money and such. I think that you can really just see that in the way that a game plays out and how it's put together, but it's just not going to happen. At least not right now. Well, I think that I think that you, you briefly mentioned Kickstarter, and I think that that's one of the great things about these types of games is 
they yes they would never get approved by a big board sitting up at ea that says well what's the cost to benefit ratio and how much money is this expected to make and blah 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 blah, blah. what's our target market audience and her, 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 her. yeah exactly but you go straight to the people who you think are going to enjoy that game you get funding from them but and that's that's what i think is a really good thing yeah I think that's got a lot of great potential. And I also think that tying it back into what we're talking about at Lovecraftian Horror, I've seen a lot of great Lovecraftian board games and so on and so forth come out of Kickstarter. Um, But the flip side of that is it's not necessarily a safe business model. We've seen plenty of games promise X, Y, and Z too much and then they can't yes. deliver a tenth of what they promise and then they're yeah. like and we're through we're, we blew through all of our money right yeah do i do i need to say mighty number no. nine or are you guys not over there uh, yet? you could just not you <laughs> i'm could sorry just I, not. I, I didn't quite hear that what'd you say luna mighty number no. nine yeah or red no, but we just don't talk about that ever <laughs> or, or insert deep space no, I'm yep. sorry, Deep Space DF9, whatever it was called. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Star Citizen, bitch, you want to try? That game that's an alpha for the rest of forever. Yog Ventures, uh, shall we just go through any more of the high-profile ones? Oh, Ant <laughs> no, Simulator, <laughs> the, the, the Kickstarter that had its budget blown on hookers and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh... How, ma- how many more can we go through? Daisy, so, don't. Oh my uh, god, this is an early Daisy. access game that's never going to be done. And. Uh... It's name of early access game here. I mean, I, yeah. I almost swore off forever Kickstarter and early access games after what um, Double Fine did with Space Base DF9. Really? Oh, yeah. And I'm so glad that I gave a chance to turmoil when it was in early access because as i said it's probably my favorite see I, I go back and forth it's like it's my favorite game of 2016 but then there's also overwatch which i love um but I it's definitely overwatch. my favorite small company game if, if you take overwatch on the mix definitely no doubt about it turmoil by gamius games favorite game of 2016 and i bought into it on early access and when i did i was like oh god please don't let this be another double fine and um that's the problem. Like when I remember when I got into the early access for Space Base DF9, I thought, well, this is being backed by Double Fine. They're a major company. The way that they sold it is this is like a side project that some of our people are doing. It's going to have the backing of Double Fine as a company, but every dollar that we get through early access is going to just make it that much better. And then they turn around after two years of almost no development at all and said, okay, we're canceling this project because we feel like it's done and we're not making enough money on early access to support it anymore. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That wasn't what you said, you know? And uh, the backlash from that actually created Steam to create new policies regarding returns and early access and all this other stuff. But I don't know. So I I was laughing there for a minute because... Uh, Elsog pointed out a good point about DayZ, where they briefly took out the zombies and they have only yeah. just put them back in. In fact, no, it wasn't briefly. They'd had them out for months. The game about zombies didn't have zombies. <laughs> I was saying this on uh, 
does well with stream the other night because we were playing Diablo and someone came in and was like, yeah, I quite like survival games. And I said, to, I said this to them now, then, and I'll say this to everyone here now. Go play the DayZ mod. It is still the superior zombie survival game you, flat out. Boom. Yeah, what was a Daisy mod for yeah. Arma it was, Three? Yeah, it was yeah, it was a mod Arma for Arma two. Three. That's or was it Arma Two? Two, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, either way, yeah, it was a mod for Arma, and the mod for Arma was better than the actual game they decided to make out it's of it. Better than everything that's come out so far, zombie survival wise. Everything. Oh, can... I loved Rust. Someone in <sighs> chat mentioned Rust, and I just I loved Rust for There's a while. No, they haven't shut us down. What happened with Rust is they went, nah, we don't like this, and completely remade the game in fucking Unity. So, I mean, that game isn't going to be finished till like, 2030, but... If ever. If ever. And but, so, so to bring it back to our point, that's the problem yeah. with Kickstarter. That's the problem with these early access games. And I feel like it's too easy to make these promises and not have a clear goal, a clear focus, etc. I'm going to bring up another game. Um, I kickstarted. It was called Hero Song. Mm -hmm. And it was by some of the people who worked on the original EverQuest. And it sounded like it was going to be basically EverQuest as a top-down, pixel art, two-dimensional game. The dream. Yeah, it sounded amazing. And then they were like... Uh, 15 days into their Kickstarter, and then they canceled the Kickstarter. Then they restarted the Kickstarter with different goals and um, different, uh, like, pledges. So, like, I had originally pledged $10, right? Then when they restarted, it was like the minimum pledge was like $40. Oh, fuck Yeah, man. and so then that Kickstarter got off the ground, and I was like, I'm not... I'm not pledging $40. No way. Especially not after no. they just canceled the first one. Then it went into development. And then just like last week, they announced, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. We're, we're closing down hero song. It's not coming along. We we're not, we don't have enough money. We can't get it done. And that, and that's it. They're like anyone who backed our game, anyone who has backed our game will receive that amount of money in daybreak cash which can be used for any Daybreak game, which includes EverQuest oh. and then a bunch of other Ooh. shit games that no one wants to play. Yeah. Great. Wow, I've never wanted anything more. Yeah. They're going to refund you. Okay. Here's what you can do with Daybreak Cash, right? You could buy a skin in Planet Side 2. You could buy a skin in H1Z1. You could buy a skin in... Oh, no, wait, no, they cancelled EverQuest next. You could buy, Don't insert yeah. whatever the... <laughs> we don't talk about EverQuest Boom. Next. We don't talk about EverQuest we... Next. EverQuest Next was never, that was never no. announced and it was never going to happen. No. Oh, how about EverQuest uh, Daybreak? That just recently got shut down. Uh, or Landmark, Landmark. Landmark. Landmark, oh, Daybreak just announced, hey, we've got this game that's EverQuest, but it's also Minecraft. You go out and you <sighs> mine materials, and then you can build a house and build a castle and build no. a legacy. Uh, can I? Canceled. Can I just admit, can I just admit something about Landmark? Did you give money to them? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh Luna. So, in my defense... It was actually a Christmas gift when oh. it was released. 
I personally didn't spend money on it. It was a Christmas gift. But I... Man, okay, so I played that game pretty much until around the time that they announced that it was going to be shut down. Mm-hmm. And there's... Oh God, I'm, I'm so pissed about EverQuest Next because you had... You had your community making content for you. Yep. Like, the the building was, was so fun. The, the options that you had and the things that you could make out of what they provided was incredible. Some of the things that people made were, were mind-blowing. But you had your community doing everything for you. You had to do almost nothing. Your community was making you content. And that was an incredible idea. That was so good. Like, something where, where you can legitimately walk around in the game and you're just like, well, this is legitimately community-made. And it's EverQuest. Mm-hmm. Which is... Yes, that's what I want. <laughs> and it's just not a thing now, and it's so fucking stupid. And I'm gonna be mad about it forever. <laughs> yeah. I'm muting my mic because I'm angry now. I mean, the thing is, like, even if you're having your community members and other players create content for the game, like, you're still having to pay to maintain the servers, to do all the maintenance and stuff. And that gets really spendy really fast. Well, I'm sorry. Damaging games. So, the the most damaging games, I think, of the last... When does that come out? Seven years? Uh, Minecraft and Daisy. Because people now seem to think that the yes. formula for making a good game is Minecraft and Daisy. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it's crafting and survival. I do and like Minecraft. I actually yeah, like Minecraft. I like which, Minecraft. Which is I, that's fine. Guilty confession. I okay. still play wait, Minecraft. Wait, hold on, hold on. Quick show of hands. Quick show of hands. Raise your hand if you enjoy playing Minecraft. I'm Can okay. I raise that with a caveat? Okay, what's your caveat? <laughs> I enjoy playing Minecraft once a year when we boot yes. up a server and there's like seven of my friends and we do ridiculous shit for like a month and then we don't touch it for another year. I think that counts. Yes. Okay, so three three out of the four of us enjoy Minecraft. I was in Minecraft in the in a very early alpha build. Yes. And I played it for about four or five hours and um, Notch was like, oh, hey, everyone, listen, if you if you give me $10 right now, you will have permanent access to every version of this I ever create. And I was like, why would anyone play this game? This game sucks. <laughs> and, uh... Oh, then man! I, then I spent the next three years watching it become the, like, most popular game ever. And then watching <laughs> all these other games like Terraria and all these other games copy it. And I'm like... Man, I love I Terraria. I love Terraria. It's, I, I, I play it, like, once every so often for five minutes yeah. and I still love it. Yeah, that's the. I treat Terraria like I treat Minecraft, right? Where, like, once in a while, six or seven of us boot up a server and we fuck yeah. around for a month, and then we're like, well, that was good. Do you like okay. Ark? I oh. do actually like Ark. Because it's, um, it's also a building game. Yeah, sort but of similar has... to Minecraft, but also really different. And I yeah, just started playing dinosaurs. and I love it. I fucking love it. It has dinosaurs. So I want to talk to you about Ark. Because I won't buy that game because they added an expansion while it was still in early access. But I'm still yeah. curious about it. It's really fun, actually. Um, 
Like yeah. I said, I just bought it. I can, I'll probably stream it later this week. Um, but it's it's actually pretty fun. And there are like there are PVE servers as well. So you know, you're not Which constantly getting attacked by people. But from what I've heard from my friends that do play, the PVP servers out there on Ark are insane. Like you can spend like hours and days building like the coolest fortress with all your dinos and stuff. And then if you're on a PVP server, literally anyone that's not like in your tribe can just come in and wreck your shit. Yeah. destroy everything so you can be gone for like 10 hours and then log back in and have nothing it's still really that fun. would suck <laughs> i don't know i, I mean like maybe it's just me people. but maybe it's just me <laughs> but that does not sound fun like fun to me which is understandable like I, I think that a lot of people wouldn't find that fun um i think that you but, need to have a group of people that you're playing with if you're going to do it on a pvp server well again there's yeah. there there are the pve servers and i'm I'm actually on a pve server i want to try the pvp out eventually but um i'm gonna do the pve first so i can you know figure out how to play before i jump in and have myself killed all the time but yeah no, it, it's fun on a pve server because you know you still get to tame the dinos you still get to build your fortresses and stuff people just can't come and wreck your shit like five minutes after you log in yeah so I mean, that reminds me of a of a Gary's mod game mode called uh, Dark RP, which is the single most hostile piece of just vitriolic shit so you'll Gary's ever find. Mod. Yeah, on the <laughs> internet. Yes, exactly. Like, so it's Gary's mod. That's that in like essence is just trolly and vitriolic and terrible. Like, sit back and allow me to, to describe Dark RP to you. A 13-year-old goes onto Gmod, and they think, right, I want to make a server, and it's going to be a dark RP server. They get their mates, they make them admins, they put, we're hiring staff in the title, and then they, uh, they fucking just let people walk in. Now, of course, these servers have rules that they've copied and pasted from all the top servers. Do you think anyone follows them? Of fucking course they don't. You shoot someone that you weren't meant to, ban. You you yell at an admin, ban. You want anything else, perma ban. Does anyone know how this game mode works? Fuck no. Is it just a DM with some money making mechanics? You're damn right. And it is fucking terrible, and I love it. I love it to pieces <laughs> because I will boot it up with my shit posting shit lord of a friend, and we will go on there and we will go be assholes. And I, I do get that banned for 30... left and right? Yes. I get banned from like five servers every time I fucking load it up. And I go on there like once every few months for like 30 minutes. And it is just my way of blowing my my load just all over these servers because I Gross. fucking love it. Please rephrase. <laughs> and right. that, that, to me, is why I, I used to be interested in art. And I'm no longer them because fuck that DLC. Frostback. That's uh. Is that yeah. another snow Frostback. Mexican term? That's a slur. Okay, I've heard the snow Mexican term. We, we use uh we use we use our own racial slurs for people. Yeah. Loin as the limey get. Luna being Canadian as a snow Mexican. I also so, get Mapleback sometimes. Mapleback. Yeah. I don't have any. Well, that's slurs. of course not because we're in America, baby. <laughs> yeah. We don't need slurs. They're gonna be like, what are you gonna Great. do? What are you gonna call us? Awesome. Oh, um, fucking Americans. Actually, you guys do have a slur. And we Brits use it all the time. Yikes. Bingo. Yeah. But, 
that only it. really applies to a certain part of the country. No. No. All only of to you guys. All of yeah, you. To us, it applies yeah. to all of you. Yeah. Yeah, I was just telling you guys a year ago. Inside the U.S., a Yankee is someone who lives in the upper northeast part of the country above the Mason-Dixon line. If yeah, you start but, to get is, out to the Midwest, like Michigan, they're not Yankees anymore. No. Which oh. is why your nickname is so accidentally great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Yankee bastard. <laughs> I didn't actually know because I was just, I was calling you a Yank because you were American. I didn't realize there was actually you guys had a corner for all you Yanks. You just yeah. put all you Yanks in a fucking corner. Put them all in one corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all Build a wall in the upper I mean, corner. maybe for you, you think that all of America's is considered a Yank because you know when the U.S. left Britain and we're like fuck y'all, that's the part of the U.S. that you uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh you can try, there, but. but... We're on equal footing here. We're not. We're not having the. We're not having the war talk again, guys. We can go back to the war of eighteen twelve later. And we have can you have had this again. talk before. Don't. Yes. Listen. Oh, I, yes. I'm dying though because I did want to talk about one other thing. We were talking. Yes. Luna was. Luna mentioned how that game had all these fans creating content for it. Now, before I came to Star Wars, which is where I met Loina and Aquila. I played for a little over a year a game called Neverwinter. Did any of you play Neverwinter? The MMO, not Neverwinter Nights, the solo game. Oh my god, you, you may not get me started on that either. I had a bunch of friends that tried to get me to play it, and I didn't want to. Okay. I wanted it to be good. Did you play it, Lorna? I, I heard it was bad, so that's why I didn't I, play I put it. about 60 hours in it, actually. And Lorna, you tried it, but you didn't like it, right? Yeah, because you, me, and Billy were talking in TeamSpeak. It was like, let's download Neverwinter. I was bored after 24 hours. Okay, so ne Neverwinter, the MMO, could have been the greatest free-to-play MMO ever created. First of all, uh, my love for Dungeons & Dragons is hard to explain. Yes. It's the hero of Canton, Yay. the man they call Jane. Um I, mm -hmm. I've been playing Dungeons & Dragons off and on since 1984. So, I mean, just three decades of D&D. When I heard they were making this Neverwinter MMO, I was like, oh my god, this is going to be so great. And the biggest thing that hooked me as a Dungeon Master was, we're putting in, this is what they said, because I, I was in the beta, we're putting into the game the Foundry. The Foundry will be all of the tools the developers use to create the levels, the missions, uh, unique NPCs, dialogue, uh, interesting loot. All of the developer tools were going to be given to the players, and then you could create your own self-contained adventures that would link into the main game. And then people who were playing uh. the main game could go to a menu, choose these modules, and go play through it. As a dungeon master, I was so stoked. I was like, this is it. This is what I have yes. been waiting for my whole life. Well, then they started to realize in beta, oh, gee, there are people who are creating a single room you go into, and it's got 500 treasure chests. Okay, let's remove the ability to take uh, to, to put ch treasure chests in the game. Oh, all right. Well, now they're making levels where people go in, and it's the end boss immediately, and he's stuck in a well, so he can't do anything. You kill him, and you can loot him, because stairs appear after he dies. You can go down and collect his loot, and then you get loot for finishing the mission okay well we got to take that out so bosses were removed and they kept cutting things out because people were ex exploiting the system and i understand that but they kept saying we're going to figure this out and they never did 
I played that game for over a year and they never did. All you could do was create really interesting looking maps, create interesting quests, but you had absolutely zero control over loot. You had zero control over putting in crafting materials, putting mm. in treasure chests, and it was it completely destroyed the game. That game would have ne those developers would have never needed to create a single expansion for that game because it could have been entirely player driven. But they they didn't do it. And yep. and in my opinion that's what caused that game to fail. I mean it's Killer still going, no. but it's in my opinion it's a fail. It's uh, it's not good. Killer. Killer no. Question. I, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um oh, an audience member wants to know how much do they have to donate to get you to sing Let It Go to Loina? Please. <sighs> Clax, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> that's not my suggestion by the way. Uh Chez's life um, you would be donating to my channel, which I would appreciate greatly because I just bought a $60 webcam even after I promised my <laughs> wife I would not buy another thing for Twitch until I had made enough donation money to afford it. And uh, I said to her the other day, I'm like, um, I bought a webcam. She goes, oh, did you, did you make enough money in donations yet? I'm like, no. <laughs> so she's not home now. She went out to a friend's house. So if you want to donate, believe me, That'd be awesome. Um, that being said, Loina will sing Let It Go because he is a performer and he'll do it because he wants the attention. I'm going to have an emotional meltdown. Hang on a minute. My raid group, right? My raid group, they have been pretty adamant in trying to get me to sing. They have been trying for fucking months. No. So maybe you should just do it then. Yeah. Just like suck it up and do it. Yeah. I'll tell Come you on. what, I'll bet you if you did. I didn't sing, know you was a you, bitch. If you did sing even a few bars, Maybe I'll bet you you'd bitch. get some viewers out of it. <laughs> Alright, let me go get the lyrics. <laughs> oh, god. oh my god, you're not. <laughs> Wait, you don't know down. the lyrics? I guess you don't I'll have tell a. I'll tell you what. You have a I'll sister, you, you should know the lyrics. <laughs> when, when, when the stream is done, when, sorry, once we've done 90 minutes, I, I will do this at the end. We'll do it at the end. All right, there you go. Good. So there okay. you go. Chez is life. You have to watch for the next forty minutes. That's what you have to do. And um, again, if you want to hit follow, that'd be great. Uh, I put in chat the uh, Twitch of all three of my guests. If you missed it, you can scroll up or scroll down. You should see Popper Nerds podcast, and everyone is linked right there. Uh, right now, we are watching Luna, Loina, and Akila. And um, yeah. Loina is going to sing Let It Go. Now, that being said, um, if you want to donate, I'd be great. Because yeah. you might help me Why prevent not? a divorce. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm, I'm not kidding. Well, okay, so... Just I mean, you guys have been together for 10 years, right? Like, yeah, she's not going to leave me over I this. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, like, if you guys were going to get divorced, it would have happened by now, surely. It's not... Uh, like, I don't think a webcam is going to break your... Marriage. At least once a week. At least... No, I'm watching... We're watching yeah, chat. Yeah, we always watch yeah. chat. Yeah. Um, at least once a week, I yank my wedding ring off my finger and whip it at her and yell divorce. So... <laughs> It's, it's a fairly common occurrence in our household. Um, Great. Now, on her side, what she does is she looks at me and just goes, 
poison you. <laughs> but um, to talk to talk about the webcam for just a second, um, I've been watching that, keeping an eye on the stream, and it looks pretty good. And um, I look okay on stream, but Luna, Loina, and Aquila cannot see me. Yeah, I actually have I actually have um, the Twitch stream on like the opposite side of my screen. I'm just like Rev's still there, right? Yeah. See, but at least at least this time I can see Luna and Ethan because on Monday when Rev and I were doing this, I could see nothing yes. but myself the whole time. I'm I'm not sure why awkward. you would want to see me, but I'm okay with this. <laughs> okay, I would just like to point one thing out. Chez has donated one dollar. I'm sorry, I can't wait forty minutes. Sing now. Oh my god. Chez has <laughs> oh, donated a no. dollar. Come on. <laughs> Let's do Excellent. it. Do it. Peer pressure. Do it. do it. Come on, Loina. Don't you want to be cool? Loina, I didn't know you was a bitch. Baby back bitch. <laughs> I have loaded up. Frozen. <laughs> Let it go. Sing along. Official oh, Disney HD. Hold on, Lorna. Lorna, this is the perfect time to start singing Let It Go. The Maybe just started watching. The Maybe just started watching. Yes. Come on. Do it for the Maybe. Do it for Do the memes. <laughs> Intro. Intro. The snow glows white on the mountain tonight. Not been too seen. A kingdom of isolation. And it looks like I'm the queen. Ogan is howling like a swirling storm inside. <laughs> Couldn't keep it in. Heaven is no I tried. Don't let them in, don't let them see you, good girl, you always have to be. One minute. Oh, oh, is that all we get? Please don't work. Please cease. Okay, alright, alright. Okay, I'm gonna stop because I can't take anymore. Oh my! I can't breathe. Oh god, my stomach hurts. <laughs> trying to hold that in from laughing. Oh god, I can't wait to see the gifts that get made out of that section. Oh my god, that was the best thing ever. Oh boy. Ugh. All right, you're gonna everyone watching on stream. I know this is not the most interesting. Just watching us three of us try to recover from what just happened. <laughs> that was quickly i wonder i wonder if that was the way if you feel now the way i feel whenever hashtag rack freestyling gets linked yeah I would like to point yeah out that was about as cringe the best part about that which you guys didn't get to see <sighs> my voice is hoarse after fucking doing that you didn't no. even get to the let it go party the best part about that <laughs> my brother walked in drunk not like five seconds after i started singing he came in up and just went 
fucking shut up. And there was a part, it was like a good 15 seconds where I had to mute myself. Good. Oh, God. Bless well, it. Damn. That was so that was good. Awesome. I don't even know where we go from here. You know what I mean? Uh, like We had more topics. I think we could just... Like... We could just move on. I just... So... Wait, real quick. Okay. I, Since I mentioned it, I know that Luna recently discovered the joy of hashtag rack freestyling. Akila, do you know about this? I do not. Okay. That will be a <clears throat> off podcast wait, wait. thing for you to enjoy. Wait, wait. Wait. Is this a video on like YouTube or something of you rapping back when you were in Supreme and Wet? Yes. Because I think you showed this to me when I was really drunk. I, I, did, I did not like, show a quick it to flash. you. Someone uh, did after uh, a drunk quip flash like eight months ago. Yeah. Would not have been me. I'll tell you that much. I uh, have to watch this again. I actually also, now that I think about it, I also got linked to this when I was drunk. <laughs> I was drunk in Discord, and that's when I got linked it. I had drank like a liter of wine. Yes. What is this called? Uh, Hashtag. Can we, can we not, can we not drink? I mean, you've got 32 minutes, and then you can play it yeah. all you like. Just, yeah. Not. Not like I was this. just gonna pull okay. it up. I wasn't gonna play it now. Can I um? Can I can I just actively push this forward into electronics hosting its own major event? Oh. And not yes, please. I, I I wish to move, move away from this disaster of my life <laughs> as, yeah. as fast as possible. Yeah. So I have a link. I have right. a link. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and throw that up in Twitch chat as well. Um, electronic arts has decided that they don't want to do E3 anymore, so they are going to do EA Play, which is their own live events that they want to hold at the Hollywood Palladium. So this is a big deal, because they're... Um, not that I like EA, and I don't really... Okay, I love I love E3. Let me, let me throw that out there. I actually really like E3. Um, but the majority of what EA shows at things like E3 I don't usually care about, except, I mean, Dragon Age 4 might happen, and now I'm gonna have to, like, go out of my way to look at an EA thing instead of just watch E3. I mean, so... Doesn't everyone consider... Did you talk about in here? I'm sorry, go ahead, Akila, I'm sorry. You go. I was just gonna say, um, like, halfway through this article, it looks like they they do talk about... um, some like hopeful VR experiences with Star Wars specifically, which I personally think would be kind of the shit as a huge me, avid Star Wars fan. But. Me and sorry, just to interrupt you, but me and Dosrev did an entire hour on VR. Yeah. We still don't know. It I still think it's shit and he's still very Have hopeful. Have you tried so, yeah. actual like actual VR stuff? Not like the cheap phone version, but an actual VR headset. No. Okay, I have. I've actually, um, I've got to use, I sort of did like a little bit of a beta testing with it. My company actually owns like three or four of them. Um, I'm a librarian, for those of you that don't know me. And we actually, they just finally released them to the rest of the librarians. So now we can use them in our programs for our teens, which is exciting. So I'm actually hosting a Minecraft program in like a month. And we're going to have um, like a virtual reality virtual reality version of Minecraft, which is actually really fun to play around with. Mirage Leonardo says VR is getting a lot of horror game support. Now, which is the dream. <laughs> which, that ties back into our original topic. Heart attack. Of, you know, uh, you know what? If you know, there was a make, way. How do you make a horror game feel more immersive and make it feel yeah. you know, 
If um, there was a way to do it with Call of Cthulhu. I, I have a question, though. Um, isn't, isn't EA considered, like, the giant scumbag company of gaming? No, no, no. They are still pretty scummy, so... I mean, I'm still going to put them really, really, really high up on the list. I mean, I yep. I just also dislike other companies pretty much Ubisoft the same amount. The worst of yeah. Konami. Oh, EA. Konami isn't even a fucking game-making company anymore. They're a gambling company. Konami but... is Konami, and Konami is the worst. Fucking hit the lever! Well, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, done, with, I'm done with Double Fine after Space Space DF9. I refuse to give them a single penny. I refuse to support yeah. them. I refuse um, to talk about their games. I refuse to play their games, even though I have several in my Steam library, only because I can't refund them. I mean, after after what they did, no, nah, I'll never do anything with Double Fine again. So I will. So sorry, when, when I heard... I, someone in the chat yeah. just mentioned Microsoft canceling Scalebound. That was not. Um, <laughs> no, the de the developers canceled Scalebound to work on mobile games for Japan. Because playing. And Japan is weird. Yeah, yeah, actually, somebody also mentioned um, EA Sports games. I actually really enjoy um, their Madden games and their FIFA games. Fair enough. I don't like sports games myself, but that's fair. So, when I first read this article, I was sort of, behold, the field where I grow my fucks, there are none. But, to me, this seems like it's going to set a precedent where Ubisoft's going to go, no, I want, I want my own convention too. And they're just sort of going to host them around the same time. Mm. We saw this with, like... Mm. And I think EA's really sort of been very pushy like this. Like, um, fucking... They were Origin first, and then they then came out Uplay. Ubisoft really seems to play follow the leader on them a lot. And I feel like if EA goes, yeah, we're going to have our own conference, as Nintendo has done, and as the PC gaming crowd has done, I feel like Ubisoft's going to go, yeah, we'll do that too. And I think it'll be sort of the smaller publishers like Bethesda that will stick to E3 for as long as possible. So I'll just say this again. Just uh, I just typed it, but now Chaz is asking me to sing the Circle of Life. First of all, The Lion King is my favorite Disney movie. So you couldn't have picked a better Disney movie to ask me to sing. I would almost do that willingly, but <clears throat> I have spent the last two or three days talking. I spent almost six hours Almost six hours on Skype with Luna yesterday. Which yeah, we did. I, I'm sick of you and your pretty face at this point. So done with you um, right now. I've just done a lot of talking uh, in the last couple of days, and I like I uh, that's I actually have been clearing my throat and, and drinking and stuff a lot just on this cast. Um, I, I just I don't trust my voice not to just break if I if I try to if I try to sing. I mean, I don't know if you guys can hear it, but it is a little raspy. A little bit, yeah. yeah. So come. So what I'm saying is, come back Monday. On Monday, I will be doing a podcast, uh, my Revs Palaver podcast, that will be with Reduxa, who is actually a singer. So that will be yes. very embarrassing for me to sing in front of her. So it'll be extra embarrassing. She's in a band. Boom. Get your money to her. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah. is. Come back then. Come back on Monday, you 8 o'clock, Eastern Standard Time, for Revs Blabber, and I'll sing for you Look, then. You have 30 seconds of a Brit singing for a dollar. That there, good value. <laughs> Is it, though? 
I mean, was it? I don't know. It's worth wrong. it to me. Those gifts will live on as long as we're friends. Let's put it that way. Great. <clears throat> Shit. <clears throat> and when I cut up I... this video for uh, to put on YouTube, you know that's getting its own section. Oh yeah, <laughs> it needs its own section. Oh yeah. I want you to put the backing track in. I need oh, the backing track. God. No. No backing track. I, well, I can do two <laughs> versions. It out. I can do two versions. So back to EA though. Yeah. All right. So they want to do their own press conference, but here's the thing. So you yeah. said um, they want to be like Nintendo, who does their own thing, but doesn't know Nintendo also participate in That's... E3? Yes. My understanding that is from that insane. article was they want to pull out of E3. Yes. Yes. Doesn't yeah, they, they are like... not going to show at E3. They are going to do their own conference. Doesn't that That's feel it. like shooting themselves in the foot? Yes, it is. It is. People hate on EA enough. Like, a lot of consumers already dislike them, and this just seems really douchey to me. Like, it just seems like, we don't need to do E3 anymore because we are EA. And then they're just going to go off and do their own thing, which just seems... Like, at the very least, they should go to E3, and then their entire presentation should be about how awesome their press conference is going to be in a month. <laughs> that would seem way can too I, sheer. Can I, can I propose something that might answer this question as to why they're doing it? When you think E3, you think, oh, all we're going to see is a bunch of doctored fucking videos that, that have been made up and that have been sort of buffed up to look as good as possible and they won't look like this when they come out and e3 gets a really really bad fucking rap do you think they might be doing ea play to try and avoid that maybe but i also think that that's going to backfire horribly mm -hmm. yeah honestly I, I really really think it's going to backfire horribly oh yeah if they do it they, they will completely shoot themselves in the fucking foot yeah, right. I, I I don't see anything really good coming out of this. This is like, I mean, you go to E3 for a lot more than just to give a conference. You go to E3 to let your consumers get their hands on demos. Um, yeah. You let them, you, you do it to let a bunch of people try out and see firsthand a bunch of new things that you want to provide the market. Um, I don't think that people are going to be quite as willing to pay specifically for an EA conference, because I'm going to assume that you are going to have to pay for this conference. You're going to have to pay to get oh, in yeah. in the same way that you have to do for E3. And I don't think that people are going to be willing to pay for both. And if they have to pick one, people are going to go to E3 where they can see several different publishers and developers instead of just EA. Well, let's yeah. let's go over this for a second. So Aquila, one of the things that Aquila streams fairly often is um, Star Wars the old republic the mmo and that's the game owned by ea right akila yes um so let's pretend for a moment that you heard that ea was going to make an announcement about the next star wars expansion would that be something that would draw you in specifically akila? uh well yeah. i mean i might watch like if they did like a podcast on it or something i would watch but i probably wouldn't Okay, that's not true. I've definitely gone to Star Wars conventions that are literally, like, just for Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so if they had it, like, if they had it in Seattle and it was free to attend, yeah. Hell yeah, okay. I would go to that just okay, for let's, Star Wars. Let's say it was in but... Seattle, uh, which is close to where you live, and it was $30. I mean... No. No? <laughs> I, no, I mean, I think tickets, that's the thing. But go now, to PAX. 
Now, here's the other thing. Let's take another convention like E3 or PAX or even TwitchCon. If that was nearby and the tickets were $50, would you go to that? PAX is $45, So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I have gone to PAX every year for the last, like, two, three years. And and so what is the reason why you – is it just because it's you would just be that one game and you know just that one game that you're you're not worth spending that much money on? I mean, yeah, I'm I'm, a, I'm cheap. That's a lot of money. Thirty dollars is a lot of money to just see one game, and especially like, so, um, actually, two, three years ago, Star Wars um, came to Seattle during PAX, and they had like a cantina tour, which I don't know if you've seen yeah. any of those, but they basically go and they talk about the game, right? And like, I went, but it was kind of lame, and it was only like an hour and a half. It was free, which was nice, but still like. Eh. And I imagine, so, like, even if they charge for it, it probably wouldn't be that much different than what, I, what I've already seen. Mm-hmm. And they actually, the devs, refused to answer so many audience questions, which really pissed me off. Like, we kept asking yeah. them different questions about, like, you know, what we were, you know, potentially going to see with the expansion. And they basically just said, oh, well, you'll just have to wait and see. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, what okay, kind so, of convention is that? Yeah. So, Lorna, you wanted to say something there? Yeah, two things. One... Was this around the time that uh, Knights of the, what's it called, Fallen Empire was coming out? Or where that was going to be the next expansion? Uh, uh, I was like 4.0? 2014. Yes. 4.0? Yeah. So, twenty was that 2015, I think? Yeah. Maybe? Which is arguably the, the game that fucking, sorry, the expansion that killed the game in its current state. And so the second thing there was, you know how Blizzard has that that streaming pass or yeah, virtual Blizzard. ticket? Yes. Right. Do you For not Blizzard. reckon? Do you not reckon this move might be a move that's going to let them do this and charge to let people see this shit? So you're saying you because think EA a- is going to offer some sort of EA ticket so that people can watch their stupid convention online? It's an EA thing I to do. I wouldn't be. put it past them. That's for sure. I definitely yeah. wouldn't put it past them. Um, I thought some of the BlizzCon stuff was free, though. Some of it is. Some, some of, of it. it. Yeah. Um, but not the important stuff. No, no. And that's that's just it, right? I, now I'm thinking about it, too, and I'm thinking, well, Blizzard does, does their own conventions instead of attending um, things like that, things like E3, or um, we have a convention in Toronto every year called Fan Expo and every year that I've gone there they are previewing game demos um I know the uh, I didn't go last year but the year before there was a demo up for things like the Order 1886 and another game that totally flopped because it was bad and I can't remember the name of but it was a horror game and I hated it um (laughs) but uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, like, I'm thinking about it, and, like, Blizzard does their own conventions, and I think that Blizzard gets away with it because they've never attended E3. No, that's very true. You I know, like, I think they, they can get away with it I think because they, they just haven't. Yeah, they've, they've always built their own brand. Blizzard has, and I mean, this is going back to, early, I mean, the 90s, the early days of Blizzard. Um, they always sort of had their march the beat of their own drum 
but that's not the case with the EA. EA has always been very mainstream. Hey, we make sports games and what in Call of Duty or one of those stupid Battlefield. Who cares? They all Isn't stink. EA? Is that EA? I don't know. Um, but here, okay, so here's a, here's, a, here's another question following that. How is that going to affect the community in the sense that, okay, Nintendo does their own thing, but they're at EA. Blizzard has never done the EA. Now, if you have a major, major, I mean, as much as I don't like EA, they are a major producer pulling out of EA. Is that going to affect the bottom line of EA? Are, are there people who only go, I'm sure there are people who only go to EA or uh, uh, E3 because they want to see what the next FIFA game is going to be or whatever. Oh, almost definitely. Yeah, but it, it won't be huge. Ah. Bearing in mind, most of the people that really should be attending E3 are journalists. They're going to be attending both. Well, didn't they but, try one enough. year? Didn't E three try one year where they're like, we're only going to have journalists, not just fans, and it was such a massive flop that that the next year they're like, okay, forget that. Yeah, because <laughs> why the fuck, in any universe, does that sound like a good idea? In what universe does it sound like a good idea to directly cut your consumers out? of things like press conferences and it's just it's so it's so off the wall ridiculous it doesn't make any sense what a stupid business decision <laughs> god it's so dumb keep getting angry i'm trying to remember what, what they did last year for e3 because I remember they got mocked a lot because they were like, we're going to be crazy and do this in two places at once. And they just did it through a Skype call and it's fucking terrible. Yeah, their, their E3 conference last year was cringy as fuck. It's really bad. Really. Oh, Not a lot I'm... of E3 last year was good, though, to be fair. Yeah. Uh... There, there was the there was the footballer who was like, "This is my story," and it was just <laughs> trying to do a campaign for FIFA. And, oh, yes, so, I don't know happened. who you are. I will yeah. There's someone downstairs who fucking loves football. Right? He's my mum's boyfriend's uh, oh. son. Right? You uh, mean okay. soccer, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he loves football, and he and I put him up in there. I was like, "Do you know who that is?" I went no. I'm like. Oh, Fuck. He he watches football every fucking day, and he didn't know who he was. I'm like, good job, good job, EA. You got your base going. So, but yeah. I mean, then I feel like this is just a hey, we're going to be innovative little cunts, and I don't feel like they're they're doing it right. Yeah, I, I think that, like, in attempting innovation, they are flopping in that regard. Like, there's just some things that don't need to be fucked with. There's some things that are totally fine the way that they are, and they don't need to be messed around with. And I think that currently E3 staying at, or EA, rather, staying at E3 is, it's not a threat, I don't think, at this point. Like, I think it was, like, properly announced and done. But I, I think that... As much as I dislike EA, and I would love to see them shoot themselves in the foot over and over and over again for the rest of forever, and I would, because I'm spiteful and I hate them. <laughs> this is just—it just seems so stupid to me. Like, and I, I'm not a—I'm not a businesswoman. I don't know at the end of the day if it will, but that's just 
like gut feeling it's not going I mean, to go well at all. It's so safe it's, flopping. It's sort of it's 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 different for sure, but Apple's sort of done that with their own products as well. Like obviously they don't have like a conference to it's not the same as like having people that were coming to their conferences and just showing them out, but all of their products, if you've ever used an Apple product, you cannot use any other type of charger. You you have to use like very specific chargers. You have to use very specific yep. ports. Like, and even though they have all that shit and even with, with their new iPhone seven that just came out recently, they, um, they totally got rid of the headphone jack. You can't even plug yeah. in headphones. You yeah. have to buy a specific jack to plug it in, to be able to plug in headphones. And Apple still makes a killing all the time. Like, and this is why I hate <laughs> Apple too. And it's this because it's why a fanboy cult. Yes, and this is this is actually a, a big reason why I hate a lot of consumers. I hate this this sort of hive mind mentality where they let these massive companies get away with fucking dicking their consumers left, right, get and away center. with murder. Yeah, just because they are so hopped up on the hype train for a specific company it's it's absurd to me like i was a diehard bioware fangirl and then dragon age 2 came out and <laughs> it was terrible the just say terrible. it was it was really bad it was terrible and i hated it and at that point i was just like well maybe bioware doesn't do everything right it's all right and but but people still were just like diehard defending it, even though like Bioware admitted to flopping really hard in Dragon Age Two. People were just like, "No, it's fine. You did a good job." And I'm like, "No, you can't." Like they agreed that they did things wrong, and you can't just do that because you leave them open to just dick you around and it's yeah. it's silly it's really stupid it lets companies get away with entirely too much consumers are the reason that they get to continue doing things that are terrible well imagine well, just, this i'm sorry go ahead right so imagine this you're you're 14 right and as far as you're concerned an ar-15 rifle is the single best fucking shit in your life and someone what? you don't really care what what games you're playing that much when you're 14 because as far as you're concerned you're only going to play what your friends are going to play and you can always consistently rely on your friends playing the next call of duty or the next battlefield or the next halo or whatever so that's what you're always going to buy because you want to play with your friends and i think that it's only once you actually get into adulthood where you're like you know, I can find people playing these games, the, the games that I actually like, and that's that's really how I met you guys oh. in playing MMOs. Okay, I want to. We're we're starting to get low on time. We're in our last ten minutes, so I, I uh, we're gonna have to start bringing this to a close. But I I definitely want to address that. Um, one of my good buddies here on Twitch uh, is L Sock, and uh, he is a primarily a console gamer and i love watching his stream i think he's very fascinating but he and i keep going back and forth about i'm like hashtag pc master race and he's like hashtag pc isn't a race you know and and, <laughs> and i keep i keep trying to strike the point to him i'm like dude the only reason these consoles have the popularity that they do is because of brand loyalty. They've created this false sense of brand loyalty. And this ties in with the iPhone and the Apple thing. 
they create this sense of brand loyalty where people go, I'm an Xbox player. Screw you, PlayStation. Oh, I'm a PlayStation gamer. It's way better than Xbox. And it's like, dummy, you're basically playing on unmoddable PCs that you pay way too much money for and you can't update and your games can't update and like all this other crap. But because, oh, my friend bought Call of Duty Infinite Warfare and I want to play with my buddy. I've got to buy that Xbox and I've got to buy that game because that's what he plays. It's kind of like the the market almost traps the consumers into this tunnel vision, you know, thinking that their mm -hmm. brand is somehow the right brand. And it's like, wake up, sheeple, you know? Wake up, sheep. Yeah, I so, wake up, sheep. I don't, I don't agree. I just don't agree with that. I don't agree with that in terms of consoles. You know, I'm a PC gamer. I, I enjoy my PC. I like, I like the, I like the better graphics. I like the ability to mod things. I like my ability to have a, have something like Steam with all of my digital downloads in one place at one time, whenever I want them. I like the convenience. I like a lot of things about this, but. I completely and totally understand as well the appeal of consoles. And I don't think that it's just oh, yeah. brand loyalty that comes along with that. Um, I like, they are, Cortraption said it in the chat there, it's an ease of use thing. Mm -hmm. They are significantly easier to use. There is no setup. You slip in a disc, you plug it in, you hook it up to your TV. That's it. You're done. And you don't need wait. to learn anything. But you don't, there, there's no like, there's no real learning curve in the same way that there is for PC gaming, especially if you wanted to get into things like modding. There's no learning curve there. It's just, it's all there for you. Um, I also enjoy, you guys know I have a laptop. I have a gaming laptop. I can hook this up to the TV if I want, but if I'm on a desktop PC, not quite as easy to do, depending on the layout of your house, I guess. But the, appeal of hanging out on your sofa and playing video games is nice. I like uh, couch, it makes couch co-op much easier. There's also the thing with, you know, console exclusives. Kingdom Hearts is my favorite game of all time. That's never going to come to a PC, man. I'm going to have to stick to consoles for that. And oh, I just... Yeah, but I mean, Kingdom Hearts 3 will come out eventually one day in the next 12 <laughs> years, so I'm going to need a PlayStation. <laughs> I could have sworn that I was, uh, that one of my friends was telling me that all the Kingdom Hearts games, I haven't played any of them yet, but that they're all on, like, different consoles? Uh, uh they're all on different no. PlayStations. Uh, pretty I'm much. so stupid. No, 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 no. There's Kingdom also Hearts a 3DS 2. one. Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 are on PlayStation 2. Mm. And then, no... um... Oh, no. oh, PlayStation 3, and then they're going to go to PlayStation 4, right? Well, I thought yeah. there was also some on the DS's as well. There's also Dream yeah. Drop Distance, which is on the 3DS. Which, and they don't have it on a PlayStation. It's just on the DS. Isn't uh, that oh, there's accurate? also... Yes. Well, sort yeah, of. There's like also 360-something and a half days, which is also on the 3DS. But what they did was they made, in lieu of working on Kingdom Hearts 3, like they should have been, they've been making these 1.5 remixes to put, like HD remixes. So they what they did was they remade Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2, and then they threw a bunch of the ones that were on... Um, the 3DS onto that, so Dream Drop Distance and 360 and a half days onto it like one disc, and that's for PS3 and PS4. 
And then now they're making another one instead of finishing Kingdom Hearts. I, I'm gonna get mad again. I get mad about everything. Get mad too easily. <laughs> yeah, and Dream Drop Distance is getting its console remaster now. I'm just done. <laughs> well, I will say this. I understand ease of use. Um, I understand what Sir Mike Knight is saying. My Xbox costs 300 my PC 1500 Who pays more money? Okay, let me yep. ask this. Does that $300 include your television? Does that does the $1,500 include your monitor? Um, part for part, PCs are cheaper. He goes, I'll send you $300. You build me a PC. I, I could build you a PC for under three. I could build you a PC for 300 and have enough money for shipping. I could build you... But is it going to be up to specs of an Xbox? Probably not. Part of the reason for that, though, is because when you are Sony and you are building 500,000 PlayStations in one batch, you can get parts a little bit cheaper than I can buy them on TigerDirect.com. I think that everyone understands that much. Um... That being said, I, I do want to wrap this up. So I want to go uh, around real quick and just give everyone sort of a chance to kind of wrap. We talked about a bunch of stuff tonight and sort of say the last word. And then I'm going to get in a couple plugs for everyone's channels. And uh, we'll bring this to a close. So Luna, you you brought up some great topics today. Thank you very much for that. Um, why don't you go ahead and yeah. uh, say whatever you want to say here before we wrap it up? Um. All right, uh, I've been waiting 10 years for Kingdom Hearts 3, and I'm never going to get it, and that kills me inside. That's that's my closing words. <clears throat> um, can I ask one question before we yes. move on to uh, Loina? Yes. Is there a reason that Sir Anthony Hopkins didn't make an appearance? Um. Yeah, he was a bad bun today, and he's on bunny timeout. He's on bunny timeout, okay. Yes. Next, next time we do a podcast with you on it, which, by the way, might not be for a little while since you've been on yes. the last three weeks, you podcasting for. <laughs> Yes, I have. You're welcome, by the way. Yes, <laughs> you know that. Loina, Loina, Yo. what do you got? What do you got? What, how do you want to end this? Uh, uh, nothing will save EA from my autistic screeching. <laughs> there is no ocean that will save you, EA. Good lord. And uh, Kila. Um, I would just like to say, um, again, I, I'm super new to this group. Thank you for having me on the podcast tonight. Um, and also, I, too, am a console gamer. I play on console and PC, and I really, really enjoy my consoles. And it's not a yeah. Xbox, PlayStation. I actually own both consoles, and I really enjoy them both. I still have my N64, which I still play on. I still have my original Nintendo, which I still play on, and some DS. I don't actually own a Wii, but, yeah, I, I'm a definitely a fan of multiple console platforms and it's not because of the name I, the only console i own is a wii <laughs> mario party and mario kart you know um so i'll wrap this up by saying i think we talked about a lot of good things here uh if you're tuning in or tuned in late i will have this podcast Excellent. up on youtube within the next couple days uh it takes me a day or two to sort of edit it and i put in an intro and kind of clip out one or two little things and i like to also add some stuff and blah 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 blah. you will be able to find it on my youtube channel at uh user youtube user gesta but also if you come back in a day or two and look down below it will be on my channel feed all i post on my channel feed are links to the podcast that i've done in addition on 
Sunday, we are doing our Sunday night Quiplash games. We do Quiplash every month. Uh, uh, Wednesday and Sunday, we do Quiplash. Uh, we try to get as many people in Twitch chat to be able to play that want to play. So stop by. Sometimes we do other Jackbox type games other than Quiplash, like uh, what Drawful and Fibbage. And help me out here. What else do we play? Anyone? Anyone? Oh, Anyone? what? I've always uh, played Quiplash with you. Oh. The one about your friends being dirty liars. Yeah. Oh, yes. Jackbox games, uh, Wednesday and Sunday. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it is very not safe for work. 18 and over only, please, because we get a little bit blue. And then come back Monday for my one-on-one -on -one podcast, Rev's Palaver, where I talk to one guest. Um, and on this coming Monday, I have the beautiful, intelligent, and talented Reduxa, who is super cool. She's in a band, a bluegrass band. She's a singer. Um, and if you do come back and request that I sing The Lion King, then I will give it serious thought. Oh my god. I will so, give it serious thought. Yes. You can do a I'll duet. A oh my god, Beautiful. That's You can do Can idea. You Feel the Love Tonight? You oh can be god. Simba. So let me just real quick uh, throw out a couple thank yous to uh, Ill Samster, uh, Ham, Ham Time, De Fish Plays MC, Sir Mike Knight, and Mame Fresh for the follows, and thank you to Chez's Life for the donation. It's all very appreciated. Uh, well, I normally yeah. have events that pop up whenever that happens, but I didn't want it for the podcast. Uh, thank you to Luna, Loina, and Akila for being here. Uh, you guys know I love you. Finger guns. <laughs> Akila wanted me to do the finger guns. I had to. And uh, I think uh, we're going to give the final last word to Akila. Akila, what do you got? Last word. <laughs> Hashtag from Jaculate. Hashtag Ejaculate. That's it. We're out. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs>